Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Listeners of Nighttime, let's consider this episode a sort of public service. I say that because I feel this episode in particular has the power to ease the minds of many people out there who feel they've witnessed a fleet of alien invaders in the skies above Canada. Let me explain myself. I'm someone who frequents many UFO and paranormal-themed discussion spaces. Most notably, I frequent the UFOs Above Canada Facebook group. In that group, Canadians from coast to coast share and discuss their thoughts and experiences with the strange lights and unexplained phenomena seen in our skies. But as mysterious and anomalous as many of the photos and the stories shared there are, there is one particular thread that is very played out and very explainable. The story usually manifests itself in one of two ways. It's either a photo showing a series of aerial lights aligned in a straight line, or a witness account from someone who saw a series of objects flying one after the other in a sort of linear formation. Well, if you've seen this type of photo or hear this type of story, before you rush to your emergency bomb shelter, consider this. Elon Musk the billionaire inventor and entrepreneur may very well be behind it. In fact, Elon Musk may be partly responsible for the recent rise in Canadian UFO reports. And tonight, we're going to hear why. In this episode of Nighttime, Canadian UFO researcher and related data analyst Chris Rutkowski will tell us what Elon Musk has to do with the rise in Canadian UFO reports. Chris Rutkowski, how are you doing in this uh, bizarre world of UFO reports and government secrecy? Well, uh, you know, not bad. I mean, considering the government's got us locked down, uh, you know, it's, it's the best we can do. We, we can look upward into the sky, right? Yeah, I, that's that's one good thing about the lockdown is from my backyard, I can see almost the whole sky. So uh, to, to engage in the UFO phenomenon and whatever the hell is going on, the government can't stop me from doing that, COVID <laughs> or not. Uh, although I'm getting my vaccination shot today. You've already gotten oh, yours, right? I got the, the first one, yeah. Any yeah. symptoms or side effects or weird stuff going Zero. on? Zero. Zero. Nothing. But, like it was it was a little sore where they jabbed me, but that's usual from getting jabbed. So 
Yeah. Every flu shot I've ever gotten in my life, it's like the next day I can hardly use that arm. Really? So I'm expecting the same thing. I must have like a small allergy or something to whatever's in it, but it's I, I always get that. So that's what I'm counting on. But just to be safe, I'm going to wear a tinfoil hat uh-huh, and maybe yeah. like various religious symbols on shirts and stuff. Just Yeah, to... yeah. And instead of a mask, a whole paper bag, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But all joking aside, I come to you today with... A weird paranormal problem, I guess, is what I'll call it. So you're a member of the, the Facebook group UFOs Above Canada that, that I'm one of the moderators on. The last, it seems really in the last month, I've been getting inundated with UFO reports of things being seen above Canada that all sound very similar. So mm-hmm. I think either we're under attack or something else is going on. So what I want to do tonight is read you a few of the reports that I got in the last two weeks, but Uh from different people, different parts of the country, different days, different times, but they all sound very similar. So I wanna run these by you and and let's see if we can solve this mystery tonight. Okay, because that's what we're doing. We're not debunking. If you're you're able to explain a UFO sighting, it's not debunking. Yeah. Doing your job as a UFO investigator. There's a distinction there. There, There's a fine line, it seems like. explanation versus debunk yeah there, there needs to be kind of a maybe a separate episode we'll dig into that yeah <laughs> because that seems to be an often misunderstood topic as well sure um so let me th- give you a few sightings here so the first one i'm going to read you this was again all of these were sent through the ufos above canada facebook group the this first one was from penticton is that bc penticton, penticton it's a beautiful place beautiful yes place. so on may 15th it was beautiful and strange Especially at 10.41 p.m., the witness saw a a very slow pass across the sky along cylinder objects made up of a row of gray lights, is how they described it. It made zero sound. The weather conditions were a clear sky. And when I ask, or when the report asks them, how did you lose sight of the object? They basically describe it as, as flying from the right of their house past their house and they couldn't see it as it slowly disappeared behind the mountains so it seemed like a long string of lights so so before we get into it let's get some more the next one actually the same night may 15th this is from new glasgow nova scotia 9 59 p.m so about an hour before the last one we talked about also about seven minutes long same as the last sighting what the witness describes is multiple white objects made up of pinpoints of light, not making a sound, passing in a uniform line across the sky. So very well could be the same mothership or fleet of destroyers. But that wasn't the only time they made themselves known. McTeer, Ontario, a witness who was looking northeast in the sky, overlooking Stewart Lake, I don't know the area, May 12th, same night, at from roughly 10.50 p.m. till 11.50 p.m. So they, within that one hour period, for 10 to 13 minutes, here's what they experienced. For over 10 minutes, a lineup of white lights that looked like stars moved in a singular pathway from what appeared to be a, a version of the Big Dipper in the sky. The small white lights kept moving in a perfect diagonal line, perfectly spaced apart, until the one at the far right would disappear into oblivion. 
At first, this looked like an optical illusion, so I asked my mother to watch what I saw, and she was shocked and memorized to see the exact same thing. For 10 minutes, I carefully studied the movement and the pattern. From the, from the base of the dipper, the bottom star would appear, then it would follow in perfect motion and sequence as the other lineup of stars behind the other lineup of stars and clearly move across the sky and disappear. It took approximately 30 to 60 seconds for the bottom star to make its way to the top before disappearing. They never blinked or changed colors. Mm -hmm. So a bit more um, descriptive version, I, th I think, of a similar right. sighting. So far, I, I don't want you to spill the beans yet, but you got a theory yet? Well, I won't even spill the beans, but uh, you know, you had a, a, a sighting out west, a sighting in the east, and a sighting in Ontario. I'll see you those cases, and I'll give you one from Saskatchewan. Okay. May 15th, also May 15th, oh. Leask, Saskatchewan, clear skies, no sound. This fellow wrote me directly, I'd expect to see familiar satellites gently rolling overhead when I stepped outside for a smoke. Instead, above me was a line or a string of lights attached or traveling together like you'd expect Santa would be cruising <laughs> with all his sleigh of reindeer. See? Mm. I like that. The, I like that. I mean, that's beautifully descriptive. Absolutely well, beautifully descriptive. You know what? With all like the COVID shutdowns and stuff, maybe Santa has his workshop shut down and he's just hey, flying, you know, spent yeah, May absolutely. zipping around over Canada. Over Canada, right. Another one from Melville, Saskatchewan. This is May oh, 6th. Uh, at night, my friend Doug Stevenson and I were in the hot tub when this happened. And we sat there in disbelief at what we were seeing. There was a large chain of lights equal distance apart, moving simultaneously across the sky. The first chain was about 20 lights. Then two or three minutes later, another chain with over 100 lights went across the sky from the southwest to the northeast like a giant train in the sky. You got it? Before we get into it, you got any more? Uh, that, uh, that's all I have to share right now. Yeah. Okay. So in hearing reports from across the country of a string of lights in the sky is this surprising you or is this something you've seen a lot of in the last year or two yeah you know over the past year or so we've had many reports like this uh people seeing what's been described as a string of pearls uh, a long train of lights uh, and there's actually a name for it it's called a constellation of satellites mm, and and it's what's interesting is that the the dates are what really gives this away I think. Mm -hmm. And for the more, the more recent ones, the 15th of May is pretty key because at that time, that date uh, was the latest launch of Starlink. Good old Elon is sending stuff up there, uh, left, right, and center. And uh, um, they're sending up the, the Starlink satellites. And, uh, you know, when you send up 50 or 60 at a time, uh, they can spread out into a long string of lights. That sounds what we're talking about. Yeah, and and I think anyone who frequents kind of like UFO discussion groups or Facebook groups, you've probably they've probably seen photos that it's it's obviously the Starlink the Starlink launches where it's again a straight line, just a series of dots. And often the reports are nights that are described as a clear sky, which is exactly when you know you would see the launch uh, effectively. So what is the Starlink satellite? And, and actually, before I ask you what it, what it is and what the purpose of this is, do you think this, this may have some part to play in the increase in UFO reports in the last year or so? Well, there's absolutely no question that they played a role 
in the large increase in UFO reports uh, in 2020 versus 2019. You know, during 2020, there were a lot of these launches uh, every month or so. And so, uh, you know, that that would generate so many UFO reports that it, they really described uh, uh, many cases that we received less, uh, over the last year. Uh, but I'll have a little asterisk that we'll talk about after we talk about this other stuff. So what is the the Starlink satellite constellation and what does that have to do with Elon Musk? Ah, uh, well, Elon had this idea of providing internet service to remote areas of the world. And the idea was that, you know, antennas only go so far and uh, microwave towers and all that sort of stuff. So why not put um, a bunch of satellites that will remain in position uh, over uh, you know, the areas of the country that need to get internet service and just beam the, uh, the internet service up and down that way. Hmm. And, you know, these satellites, uh, the trouble with this is if you just put up one satellite, obviously, you know, if it passes around or, you know, it's too far from some places, it's not going to do any good. But if you put up, oh, let's say 10,000 satellites um eventually they'll be enough to cover the entire globe and everybody will have fast gig internet service and you know what it's actually happening radar with a long um solar panel and an antenna uh panel attached to it and they're all connected they all fly uh in uh fairly uniform until they start spreading out and they've actually been launching uh, 50 or 60 of these usually 60 uh, at a time. Uh, so I, I forget where we might be well over a thousand now. I, I, I have to keep uh, track. Um, May 15th was an anomaly. They only put up about 50, but that's because in addition to the Starlink, they put up uh, some scientific payloads as well. Uh, but the rest of the time, they're all these individual satellites. And uh, what happens is you put them all out and then as they slowly drift apart, because they're all following the same orbit, they seem to follow a long line and because they're reflecting the sun's light, you can see each individual satellite for a while until they spread out far enough and then you can't make them out as a, as a group anymore. And then you just see the individual ones flying from time to time. Mm -hmm. So when this like train of light passes over, it, they're not lit, like there's not electricity like or lights on, it's just, we're just seeing the light reflecting off of them? Absolutely, we're just seeing the light reflecting off of them. And that's why sometimes uh, we've had reports of them uh, being uh, brilliantly lit, and then they'll suddenly disappear. But that's because they're going into Earth's shadow. So uh, they actually are uh, doing really well in terms of reflecting the sun's light. Um, nothing internal on them at all. Mm -hmm. And when people see this this train of them, are they seeing the ones that are already up in the sky? Or are they watching the, these new ones kind of being launched one after the other? Like, is it is it like a string of them that are is just passing around the globe that we're seeing, or? Yeah, you know, when they're not actually attached to one another, they're just released at the same time. And because they're in the same orbit, it takes them a while before, you know, variations and, and speed eventually disperse the, uh, the individual satellites into a, a longer, longer chain. And then eventually you can't see them as a chain anymore. But it does take a, a few days for them to do this. So for a few days after each launch, they will look like strings of pearls in the sky. 
Or Santa and his reindeer. Or Santa, absolutely, yeah. That's <laughs> um, yeah, bizarre. Like, Elon Musk has his hands in so many weird projects. Like, I, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast once talking about, like, these super tunnels he's building. Then uh-huh. he has, like, the Tesla cars and now... And he, and he was on Saturday Night Live. Come on. Of course. And now we have his... his his uh, satellite constellation, which aims to provide internet to underserviced areas, which is a, a good thing to have. Yeah, and I actually know people who have it already. Oh, really? Um, in fact, uh, northern Ontario, uh, there's a few First Nations uh, uh, areas. Um, and um, I know in some parts of Manitoba, actually a friend of mine in northern Manitoba, not even in northern Manitoba, like central Manitoba, um, you can actually purchase the, the kit, which is around $1,000 um and then uh, you pay for the uh the monthly fee but the speed um and uninterrupted service is phenomenal like you don't you're, you wouldn't notice if you're streaming uh, a hollywood movie uh, any any problem with downtime or anything like that like it's fast yeah it's really, really fast and, for, and people- for some of the remote communities that have never had reliable internet service they've had to rely on phone lines or whatever um this is a, a godsend because literally everybody in the town uh, or in the First Nations uh, can can receive super fast internet service. So it's it, it's showing its worth already. And, uh, you know, uh, and this is just with, like I say, just we're, we're probably still just around a thousand, maybe even under a thousand now. But uh, eventually the, the plan is to have thousands, tens of thousands of these up there. Uh, and uh, it will really bring uh, very, very fast communication to everywhere on the globe. Which, yeah, it, it couldn't be more important than now, like with everyone working from home and everything being shut down. I couldn't imagine doing the stuff I do without, you know, high speed Internet. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah I, I will predict that uh, within a year, you're probably going to be on it because it's that fast and it's going to be that uh, economical. Well, so I guess mystery solved with those reports. Should I email those people back and send them this a, a link to this? Sure, I, I think that's that's very worthwhile. However, there's that that asterisk I mentioned. Yeah, tell me and that. You said, are they are these Starlink satellites uh, responsible for the increase in UFO reports uh, last year? And yes, they are. Um, but we're still seeing Starlink satellites going up. There's more out, up there now in 2021 than there were in 2020. But the number of UFO reports has plummeted. It has. In fact, I, I, was, uh, I was looking, I was actually doing the calculations for, uh, for another uh, reason. And uh, just as a, as a comparison uh, for the uh, National UFO Reporting Center, as Peter, Peter Davenport in the States, it's for all around the world. Um, in 2020, for the first quarter of 2020, so the first three months, uh, there were, um, uh, where, am, where am I here? 2,066 uh, UFO reports. That's the first quarter of 2020. For 2021, 771 oh. that's a drop of 63 percent if you look at mufon uh same period first quarter uh 1569 reports uh for the first quarter of 2021 1188 that's a hmm. drop of 24 percent not as radical as as new fork but mufon had a 24 percent drop and if you only look at mufon canada we had uh 83 reports in the first quarter 
and only 51 in the first quarter of 2021. So a drop of around 20%. Wow. So even though we're saying that um, Starlink is responsible, or partly responsible for the increase in UFO reports in 2020, and some people are saying, well, it's because of the pandemic and more people are looking outside because they're not going you know, into large venues and spending all night there rather than spending it in their backyards. Well, the pandemic's still on. We're still under lockdown. In some cases, we're even under stronger lockdown now. And the number of UFO reports has radically decreased. That is so interesting. it's not just Starlink. It's not just the lockdown. There's something else at play. So that's something to chew on. Cue the X-Files theme song as you say that. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Saturday Night Live. Did you watch Elon Musk on it? I did. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was pretty funny. It was a pretty funny episode. You know he's married to a Canadian, right? Uh, and his mother is Canadian, too, if I understand it. Hmm, I didn't know about that. But his, I don't know if he's married, but they ha they have a child together. She's a singer from, I think, from Quebec. She uses the name Grimes. Um, they have a child together. She's a Canadian. Really? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. that's really interesting. Yeah, I know he, he brought his mother on uh, the show uh, at, in the cold open. And uh, as I understand it, uh, she she is also Canadian. Very cool. Well, the, I, I look at the Canadian connection with all this stuff. Yeah, so I I do too. So I think that this conversation that we just had, I'm going to release as an episode of my show more as a, I think as a public service announcement. I, th I want people to know that if you see a string of lights in the sky, you're probably not about to be abducted. Not to say it's not going to happen. It may be an unrelated string of lights. But I think um, people maybe are... Um, I could see if you didn't know what the Starlink was and didn't frequent these groups, I could see how you would react to seeing this in the sky. Cause based on the photos and some of the videos I saw, it is a fascinating, like a, a fantastic looking scene to see a string of bright lights passing in unison over the sky. I wouldn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and the fact that people are noticing them is very promising because they're spending time looking up rather than looking at their phones and rather than, you know, watching the boob tube or something like that. There's yeah. stuff up there that's really interesting to see. In, uh, we're, we're recording this on Sunday, the 16th of May, uh, which is a, a, an interesting day for, um, for UFOs because tonight the American, I guess it's a news show, 60 Minutes is featuring UFO reports as mm -hmm. they're, you know, the focus of the episode. What are, I don't watch 60 Minutes. I know you do. What, what would they normally be covering on that show? Well, in the past, they, they do uh, probably one political story, uh, one science story and one sports story in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for example, they, they I think last week they did a story on um, uh, cybersecurity, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, they had a, a story on a, uh, on a on a famous athlete, and then okay. they did a, something else. So, I mean, they do a, a lot, but it's it's hard hitting news generally. Um, uh, and I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that they'll ask some hard questions of some of the the. Uh, the leaders uh, and thought leaders in the UFO scene right now wow. uh, tonight. I uh, I don't have high hopes, but <laughs> but you never know. I'll be tuning in. All right, Chris. Well, this has been great. I appreciate you at least solving, likely solving uh, the riddle of those few reports we had. So thanks again for sharing your expertise over here. Absolutely. And the next launch of Starlink is May the 26th. Well, if you see a series of lights in the sky, 
traveling one after the other? Consider the Starlink satellite constellation before panicking. But then again, what's to stop some dark force from simply hanging out at the back of the line and entering our atmosphere undetected? Yikes. And with that unsettling thought, we'll conclude this episode of Nighttime. But first, I'm going to give thanks. Chris Rutkowski, thanks again for sharing your knowledge with us. A big shout out to Monty Data for contributing the music to this episode. It's a piece called Noir Tokyo. And lastly, but most significantly, a massive thank you to everyone who listens to Nighttime. As without your interest and your support, Nighttime would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping this show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to keep alien forces away from this show, please consider subscribing to the premium feed. Not only does it keep the show possible, it'll give you more of each topic than you're going to find here on the free feed. So for about the price of a cup of coffee, help us out by subscribing to the premium feed at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And with that said, let me thank the newest supporters of the show. Frankie, Renee, and Robin, thank you for your generous support. If anyone out there has any story ideas, simply wants to give feedback on the show, reach me at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact, or find me on social media. I use Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'm often live on the Nighttime Podcast YouTube channel. You can find links to all that stuff in the episode description. So that's it. Until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte.